morning has turned to afternoon. Good afternoon, everyone. But the grind carries on. Not just the grind physically, but the grind mentally. The Midday Grind, featuring a couple of TV jockeys who've also been through the radio wars. <laughs> Serious? Martin Kilcoin. I was a little lit, so I was saying whatever I wanted. And Charlie Marlowe. Our top story tonight, John Jay will be back tomorrow. Here's him getting a hit in 2012. It's the Midday Grind on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. Midday Grind coming to you live from Hot Shots in Fenton, right off Highway 44. You can see it from the highway. We are across from the most nominated piece of land for every sports stadium over the last 20 years. How many times is there a conversation about where the Cardinals stadium could go, the Rams' (laughs) new home, a soccer? Everybody always says, what about the old Chrysler plant? Jimmy, has that not been uttered every single time? We need to build a theoretical stadium. Hey, we need a stadium. It's always there. That's where the Raiders are going to play, Everybody has said it for years. Well, you got the old Chrysler plant. Well, we could put it out by the old Chrysler plant. That's such a St. Louis answer to every stadium question. We used it for the parking lot for the PGA this past uh, summer. But you're right. It's always, hey, you know where we can put that. It's right out there. But the reality is you want to go, well, you have one way in, one way out. You don't want to have a big place there but it always ends up that way and there's always something that's going to be built there even right. if it's not a stadium you hear oh this is going to be there that, it's should, still empty it it's should. still flat <laughs> if you're running for county executive st louis county executive that should always be when you're doing like a frank quick hits what, what are you going to do with the chrysler plant the old <laughs> exactly. chrysler plant. what are your plans for the old chrysler plant hey, it took us about what 15 20 years for the crestwood mall to get resolved how about They're that? They're finally doing something with yes. that. Yes. We'll get to this old Chrysler plant. The point is we're across the highway from the old Chrysler plant, Hot Shots in Fenton, and we're here for a reason. They're collecting toys all day long. We're Hello, gift givers. Hello, gift That's givers. That's right. Yes. yes. And I've mentioned them a couple of times, but, man, Midwest Equipment, just they, they had it on wheels. They rolled in this giant box of toys. So friends, friends of kids with cancer. Uh, benefiting from this toy drive at Hot Shots. If you give a gift, cash donation, they'll give you a voucher for a free appetizer. TMA Live later tonight, 6.30 on. And as Charlie would put, Charlie was on the TMA show this morning. It's that holiday season. Now it's official. When he brought it up like November 30th, it said nobody's really working <laughs> we this We were time leaving here. for Thanksgiving break, <laughs> and Chuck was saying, we can mail it in for the holidays. What? I think Chuck advocated we mail it in like right around Labor Day. <laughs> But now it is officially mail-it-in season. I mean, it's December 20th. So come on out tonight, watch the show broadcasting live here, and also collecting the toys for the kids. We are going to have Brian Curtis on. I've tried to describe to other folks. And the the Ringer, first of all, I think this is a new Bill Simmons venture. I get confused a lot of Bill Simmons ventures. Yeah, this is a Bill Simmons venture, the Ringer. Edward Grantland was shut down. And it's basically... I guess like Grantland 2.0. So anyway, guys who do in-depth pieces, and maybe it's a little gratuitous because I work at a Fox station and we had NFL football. But if you're a sports fan, I think it's connecting the dots. And it's how Fox came in and took over the NFL. And basically their partner in crime to make it all happen, shockingly, was Jerry Jones. 
who was the one, the renegade, who said, I like this league. And they said prior to the bid going through, most of the other executives in the TV world said, Fox, that's the coat hanger network. That was the exact quote because they said you can't get their signal without a coat hanger. You can't. They go, what is? And Joe Buck is quoted in the piece. said he was doing sports open line on Cam Wax. He's like 24, 25. And he said the ticker comes across that Fox has just landed the NFL. And he said, we were all joking that, what, is Bart Simpson going to do play-by-play? He said he was mocking. <laughs> he said, I was mocking it on the air. Little did I know I'd end up being auditioned by them. This is your Fox Thursday fix, football fix, because there is no Thursday night football tonight. This will take care so of that. take care of that. Uh, but it, it's, it's an amazing backstory, a lot of depth there to the reporting because so many people are quoted. And a lot of it is you could kind of nerd out on behind the scenes. But big names in sports broadcasting history, Ed Gorin, was a big name behind the scenes, CBS guy. Terry Bradshaw said as soon as they lost the rights, he said, we were all devastated. He said he called his uncle in Texas and said, sell all the cattle. I can't afford it anymore. He said, I thought I was out of a job. And the director of CBS Sports came in and had a big meeting with Leslie Visser and all these types and said, don't worry. We've still got the U.S. Open. We've still got the Masters. And Bradshaw raised his hand and said, does the Masters have a pregame show? <laughs> because he knew he was out of work. Anyway, it's a fascinating piece. You can find it on The Ringer. And uh, we're going to talk to Brian Curtis about that. He's a little bit like Richard Deitch, who writes about sports media or did for a long time. He does for The Athletic now. Yeah, but, but he was at Sports Illustrated for a long time. to that, and I don't. So. I, I'll be honest with you. I think Fox and every venue they've, they've taken on over the course since that time, I've enjoyed the new things that they've added to the broadcast. And Jerry Jones said this is the first time somebody came in and had ideas. Like CBS was sort of the old school, right. the Pete Rozelle version of the NFL. Tagliabue was in like his third or fourth year, and he said, I was just trying to get more money. And he said, we had the same three networks every year would just redo their package. He said, you really needed that fourth network to up the ante. Uh, was it Yellow Line and things well, and, like that and, and came with the, the clock on the Now, the hockey screen. stuff, some of the hockey purists are still mad about the, 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 the puck, yeah, the, the glowing puck. Yeah, the thing was strange. But they tried. If you're a NASCAR fan, the way they cover the, a race now yep. on Fox is pretty impressive as opposed to it was just going around in a circle, there's the leaderboard, and that's it. And they said the presentation to the owners, David Hill, who was the longtime head of Fox Sports, they went in with a videotape of how they did soccer in right. England, and they said, we're going to do this to football. And they said, what's CBS got? Five cameras? We'll do seven to 12 cameras. How about some more? Like, we're going to use better audio. Anyway, it's a fascinating right. story. Maybe a little gratuitous for those of us who kind of nerd out on that kind of thing. We'll talk to Brian at about 1235. Brewery lights up and running at Anheuser-Busch. That'd be a great thing to do this weekend. In fact, Brian Hoffman checked it out. You, you were obligated after all the times we've mentioned it to check it out. I did. I, I will recommend either getting there early or maybe Ubering down. Because it was packed. Crowded. It was unbelievably crowded, but it was fun. Uh, we watched a Frosty the Snowman documentary. They had a little little miniature. A documentary. Yeah, I, mean, I think they alternate like between the your movie laptop or no, they and a documentary. It. They play. They have a big screen. They're outdoor where they play holiday classics. Uh, there's an ice skating rink. Free uh, free beer. You get a free beer for over 21. If you don't, you can still go and have fun. See all the lights. Always fun at Andrew Bush. Uh, that's going on down at the brewery. We're live here at Hot Shots in Fenton. The Blues are on the road. They're in Vancouver. You heard Chris Kerber earlier with Frank kind of previewing the game, and I think he's in that same camp where there have been some decent trends of late, but you're not sure what to make of it. This is not a team that 
gives you any confidence night in and night out. Canucks, very beatable team, but we said that a couple of Sundays ago when they lost 6-1 to one right. at home. Almost in it. They were in it up until the very end. So your guess is as good as my guess as to what you'll get tonight. Try it, bank. Take it to the bank. You can maybe no Kusumano guarantee, but take it to the bank. Win or lose tonight. If you, if you had to be right, if your mm. life depended on it, which is how Frank likes to phrase it, if your life depended <laughs> on it, one sandwich to save the world. No. I'll say overtime loss. They get a point. I'll if my that. life depended, I would say they'll lose just based on what I've seen all year. If you're putting my life on the line, I can't. I can't put any faith in this group. Right? Isn't that because terrible? One night they're really good, and then they do what they did last Sunday or the last couple Sundays, where they don't even show up at all, and there's no life. So, uh, I, if your life I depended, I, mean, I, I can't. No, I can't go. Can't go with them tonight. If it's but. You would like we're to all, see. We're all, we're all lying on our death. They're like, you <laughs> bastards. You exactly. did it to us again. You, you actually again. played well when we expected you not to. It would be a nice storyline to add to the winter season if they would play. I don't think they're going to win at Calgary on Saturday. So you, no. If you're, if you're thinking two or three, you probably better do it tonight. Yeah. And it would be just nice to get two back-to-back good good efforts, you know. And you, like you said, Calgary, eh, probably not going to happen. But if you can pull one out of it. Because here's the thing with this group. There was a time when you were a Blues fan, you go, oh, that's a team we're better than. Or that's a team we're better than. We'll win those games and we'll take our chance. Right now, the way they're playing, you can't say you you're say better than anybody. don't say that about anybody. anybody. Right. And there are some numbers. Charlie pointed them out, and we mocked him repeatedly last week. Other than that Sunday loss. This was last week when they had a bad Sunday loss. If you take those six goals away. <laughs> if you remove every bad loss this year, the Blues are actually really good. They have a winning They're record. 500. They have a winning record if you take away all the bad losses. <laughs> but Frank had a similar stat and it was about Jake Allen who actually over the course of like the last 15 to 20 games, I think it's the last 15 games, has some good numbers. He is now a top 50 goalie, right? No, he's a top 40. Top 40, top 40. So it's easy to mock. They give us reasons to mock tonight. They're playing in Vancouver. Bragging rights a couple of days away. Enterprise Center. Not that it means anything, but the fact that it's on the Big Ten Network is kind of weird that. to me because yes. that's Illinois' home network and maybe a sign that. That's where the game's gone nationally. But how is it not on ESPN? Only the big robberies, like, say, Marquette, Wisconsin, get big billing on the major networks. Is the SEC network in line to get it next year? I just, it seems weird when it's your home. You know, it's it's the Illinois network basically carrying it. Maybe I'm old or getting older. You're not old. I just don't think it was that long ago when that was a Dick Vitale game. Correct. On it was. ESPN. Yeah. And not- that was a big billing primetime broadcast. Well, I mean, let's face it. Illinois and Missouri have been really bad the last five years. I mean, prior to the new coaches that are there now. They're about as that the, the Missouri program was as bad as I had ever seen it in my lifetime. Well, it prior. couldn't be any worse. Yeah, and God then, bless Kim Anderson, but right. it could not have it been just any was worse. Just spinning out of control. So you got to build everything back up in order to get that top billing back on a major network. Yeah, clearly the networks noticed that it lost some sizzle for a while there, and it's too bad. I mean, it's again the event is great if you go and you're in the building. Right. They do the uh, the celebrity watch. There's usually a Impeach governor of Illinois. Maybe we can have our guy show up, <laughs> right? Because yes. usually it's the impeached booth up top. How, how about like, halftime? It's like Whitey Herzog, everybody, Dan Deardorff, <laughs> Joe Buck, and then there'll be a couple of other notables. Norm Stewart's here, and then they're like, "Hey, the Missouri governor's here," and Illinois. Oh, their guy's in jail. And like this year, it's our turn to have a disgraced governor. <laughs> Perfect. Right. We're turning the favor. Oh, Correct. wow. 
Uh, Frank Haith, I believe, the last Mizzou coach to win a bragging rights game. That's right. It's been five straight I think for 2012, Illinois. and that was at the end of a great run. Very streaky over the years of the series. Missouri had won four in a row. Frank Haith capped that off in 2012. And since then, five straight Illinois wins. And it was last year where Missouri fell behind big immediately, right? That game yeah, was last never year they, they particularly close. The young kids got overwhelmed, little, and little Illinois went on, on the a big run, stage. they never recovered from that. Uh, so take it to the bank. Do the Blues win tonight? Triad Bank brings you this. Triad Bank located in Frontenac. They're on Clayton Road. They're one block west of Lindbergh. They're on the web at triadbanking.com. We can, you can mix in other bold guarantees if you'd like, if you're a Mizzou fan, an Illinois fan. And we will have Illinois talk tomorrow. Brian Barnhart, longtime play-by-play voice of the Illini, kind of like Mike Kelly where he does the football, the basketball. He's been the voice of the Illini for a long time. I mentioned to Brian that people have said to me over the years that my voice and his voice are very similar. I don't really hear it when I hear him calling a game, but other people have said that. Huh? Years ago, a friend of mine said, oh, you sound like this guy in Chicago, the White's. His name's Wayne Hagen. And then, years <laughs> la- and then years later, I got to know him, and I'm around him, and he's working in St. Louis. I didn't hear it at all. I don't all. hear that at all, no. Not at all. Maybe a little bit on the Barnhart. Wayne Hagen's voice was so distinct. And I think some people that didn't care for his style thought he had, like, a fake voice for TV or radio. Right. Well, hello there. It, yeah, but then you, when you, you would you meet him in that. person, that's how he talked. It wasn't a guy who faked his voice for TV or radio. If you met Wayne Hagen in person, well, Brian, it's great to see you. What's he doing now? I don't think didn't he's, he, he did go to Mets, New York for Mets. Mets for he a did bit. go to the Mets. I don't know if he's still there. I don't. Mets for a little bit. Unbelievably sincere guy, nice guy. Got himself in trouble with those Todd Helton comments. Yeah, got himself in a little bit of trouble. Mets. Mets was there for a little bit, but what I was pointing out, I don't think he and I sounded alike. His voice in person, one hundred percent. The same as on air. Where some people you meet, I think even like Vital, just the the, the creation right. of who he is, and then you would interview him. Hey Brian, how you doing? Like we ready? Ready? Yeah, let's okay. Let's. Do. Hey, what's up, St. Louis? <laughs> they literally flipped the switch. So Illinois talk coming your way tomorrow. I didn't finish the read for Triad Bank. If you're a business owner looking to do more business, make sure you stop by and see him. Jim Regna and his team started this bank in 2005, and because it's based in St. Louis, that means the decision makers are here. You don't have to go to New York or L.A. or Chicago to get those answers. Triad Bank, locally owned and operated since 2005. Triadbanking.com, the website again, great folks there. Take it to the bank on a Thursday. Is there anything else that should require a bold guarantee at this point? Well, I have one for at the end of the day. Okay. I'll bring it up at the end of the show. And it's a take it to the bank sort of guarantee? Yeah, it's blues, it's blues related, yeah. Okay. You'll have to say if you think it'll happen or not. Okay. Because I, another one that would be on the table, I think Jeremy Rutherford wrote about Tarasenko being in play as far as trade. Would you be willing, if you were Doug Armstrong, I would certainly entertain it. I'd entertain anything at yeah, this point. At this point, point yeah. Because his no trade kicks in later. July 1st, I think. I'm in the minority on the Tarasenko thing. I really think he's compromised somehow, and they're just not going to tell us. Because he was dynamite at the beginning of the year. Then he... Or last year. Then he hurt his shoulder, and he was never the same, and everybody kept saying, well, he's not scoring goals, and then we find out he had surgery. He's still not where he was, and I still believe he's compromised in some way, but it's not enough to keep him out of the lineup. It's just enough to where he just doesn't have the same 
snap on his shots anymore. And I really believe that. They'll never come out and say that publicly. You think they would at the end of the season? Maybe at the end of the It'd be like a, a Ozuna thing until everybody just finally figured <laughs> Turns out. Turns out he couldn't lift his arm. Yeah, he couldn't lift his arm. It, like, oh, be, by the way, he did go see doctors when we were in L.A. Right. I, I think, and again, <laughs> maybe I'm misreading it, but I really believe that because when I watch him and he doesn't snap off shots like he used to, I, that's he's compromised. Is it a shoulder? Is it a wrist? I don't know what it is, but something's not right. Certainly, if you announce that, that's not going to help his trade value. No, either, yeah, yeah it's a, that's exactly it. They'll never tell us until the season's over if it is the case. You know, I mean, one thing about him, even though his effort can be critiqued, I think Kerber even said that about yeah, the Ruby has really been pushing him, give it a little more, like, up your game. I think all the coaches he's had have struggled with that, like how, right. to, how to kind of get to him. Apparently, Ryan Reeves was one of the one guys he would listen to that – as odd as that couple, odd couple sounded, Reeves was somebody that he listened to. And, um, but the thing about Tarasenko's career, even though he can frustrate you with effort, I've always looked at this. He never misses games. Look at his right. Look at Tarasenko year by year. He's 81, 82, I think the last four years. And the guy, you can say, well, he dogged it today or he didn't give it at all. He's out he there. He plays a ton of games. And so maybe his – Russian, you know, DNA is like you show up, you play. Even if you're injured, you play. I, for most hockey players, that is the DNA. That is the makeup. And, I again, I would I give him a little bit of the benefit of the doubt because he is better than he's playing right now, and he does have the one dynamic that nobody in this organization has. He can just flat-out score when he's going. All right, friend of the show, uh, Ed Curtis, said Wayne Hagen is living in Denver. Ooh, it's a relation. Wayne Hagen. Ed Curtis and Brian Curtis. Oh, we go from Curtis to Curtis. Wayne Hagen living in Denver doing motivational speaking and doing some emceeing sort of thing, available for events kind of thing. He, and he'd be a great motivational speaker. He did a lot of charity stuff off the radar here when he was in St. Louis. Thanks, Ed, for listening, as always, and for the Wayne Hagen update. We'll come back. Brian Curtis from The Ringer. Also a, a book out here that might be perfect for the kids for the holidays. We're going to tell you about these local authors. I pointed. You thought they were here. You pointed behind me. I did. I was just, <laughs> was so, like, yeah, they're on location. I was just sort of talking to myself. There's a copy of the book You somewhere. turned around. It's an e-book. I'll tell you all about it when we come back. Don't forget Fast Eddie's. The doors open at 1, but that week between Christmas and New Year's, they open every day at 11 o'clock. Eddie on the show yesterday. His buddies were all listening, texting him, telling us it's one of the fun, fun weeks of the year at Fast Eddie's because at that point nobody is working. It's the true holidays. 11 a.m. every day between Christmas and New Year's. Uh, if you're in the area, sure, stop by. But if you're not in the area, make the trip. Got a half day or day off, hop in the car, some buddies or your wife, head up to Alton, Illinois, Fast Eddie's Bonaire, the tradition. We also learned what Bonaire means in French. I think it was good time. I didn't pay close enough attention. But he <laughs> Ask told him us again about the it next yesterday. time you have him on. Yeah, what was that, Bonaire again? Maybe he'll, maybe he'll give a different answer, too. You're like, is that, is that different from the last time? <laughs> Fast Eddie's Bond. It means like good times, good party, good yeah. atmosphere. You know what it means. Fast Eddie's located in Alton, Illinois. Great menu, great people. Head on up there. Have an impromptu Christmas party while you're at it. Quick break here. We'll come back. We'll continue to collect the toys for friends of kids with cancer all day long. Stop by the Hot Shots location in Fenton and drop off that toy or cash donation. Oh! 